Hello, hello, this is Miss V and welcome to Teacher Rants, Episode 1, Patience and Love. This week we're reflecting on relationships with students and everything it takes to maintain them. To give you some context about my students, I work at an alternative school. So what that means is all of my students got in major trouble at what we call their home school, which is basically just the school they were originally zoned to attend. So they went through a panel hearing. Now, I've never been to a panel hearing, and I honestly don't know much about how that whole process works because I get the kids after they've already been paneled. But I always imagine it like those court hearings you see on TV, you know, where there's a judge and he's sitting up at the bench in his white powdered wig and he's staring menacingly at the students as they walk in with their parents. And then he tells the kids in his like deep booming voice, you'll have to serve one year at the alternative school. And then the kids like look down at their feet and then parents look at the kid with tears in their eyes. and They're like, why would you bring such shame to our family? Now, obviously, a real panel hearing is not going to be that dramatic, Um, but I do know that it stirs up a lot of mixed feelings for both students and their parents. Like, yes, these kids did something stupid. Most of them got into a fight or two at school, or they brought drugs, or they tried to sell drugs on school grounds. Um, You know, there's always a few kids who did something random, but those are the two big reasons that kids get paneled. Anyway, the point is they made a dumb decision and they have to pay the price. Many of the students think of my school like it's prison and they're just doing their time. But my school is supposed to be like a second chance intervention type of thing. We teach content just like their regular schools, but we also teach behavior. We do the most to show our students examples of responsible adult behavior so that they can emulate it in their own lives. They come to us with no trust in the system or in the adults in their lives. And that is a huge hurdle to jump when you only have a few weeks with the kid. I personally take a lot more time to explain my own behavior and responses than I ever expected when I was in college. For example, I remember a student last semester who clearly had a crush on me. He would come into my class every day and call me baby and ask me on dates. And it was, you know, obviously inappropriate behavior. So a teacher at a normal school would probably write a referral the first time that the student said something inappropriate. And then if the behavior continued, they would write more referrals. The kid would get detentions, ISS, OSS. Eventually, if it goes on too much, he would probably get paneled for that kind of thing. Like, it's very serious. But before I broke out any punishments for this kid, I tried to have a real conversation about sexual harassment and about how his words affect other people. I always start with the assumption that the kid isn't being malicious and they really just don't know any better. Maybe they haven't had someone to show them an example of what a respectful grown-up looks like. Um, So that way, when we talk about it, it's more likely that they don't feel attacked or put on the spot. Handling the situation this way helped me for two reasons. First, the kid trusted me more. 
He knew that I wasn't going to snap at him or write him up over every little thing he did wrong. He knew that he could be himself and that I would help him learn when to share his thoughts and when to keep his mouth shut. And the second reason was that it worked. We made some great progress. Over the next couple of weeks, he slowly, and I mean slowly, became more respectful to me and stopped asking me out on dates and calling me baby. Like, it was great. He knew that if I was getting on to him about something he said, then he probably shouldn't say that kind of thing anymore. Now, unfortunately, just talking to me for a couple of weeks didn't make quite enough of a difference. Uh, Shortly after we made all that great progress, he actually got paneled for touching a female student's butt, and the teacher nearby, of course, had to report it. So he did get in a lot of trouble and got kicked out. Uh, But that being said, the progress I made with him just by talking to him and explaining why something was inappropriate was way more helpful than just writing a referral and having him sit in ISS for the day. That's been my method for dealing with all of my students. I talk to them. I ask them to explain why they behave the way they do so that I can hear their thought process, their reasoning. And then I explain to them why that behavior is inappropriate. We also talk about how to better handle a similar situation in the future. You know, what steps can they take to do things differently to get a better, more productive result? So it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, definitely a lot of patience for this method to work. I have to talk to the kids about the same issues over and over again before it sticks. And many of them really struggle with thinking about someone else's perspective. I mean, it's hard for adults too, but it is really hard for these kids to forget about their own reasons for being upset in order to consider the other person's point of view. Most days, it feels like I'm a record stuck on repeat saying, don't go fight that kid. It's not worth it. But the kids do really appreciate me listening to their side of the story. I found that most of the time, when a student walks into class being rowdy and disruptive, It's because they have something they want to get off their chest. Whether it's about feeling wronged by another teacher or being mad that another student was talking about them behind their back or literally anything else. Most of the time, they just want someone to listen. So that's what I do. I give them a space to let their frustrations out and I offer advice as best as I can. Rather than immediately getting them in trouble, they learn more from having the conversation and processing their feelings. And really, that's the only way to build student relationships. I know that if you're a teacher, I'm just preaching to the choir here, but it's so, so, so important. We really have to listen to our students. And I mean really, really listen to them. It's my goal to figure out what gets my students riled up, both so that I can prevent conflicts and also so that I can use those motivations to keep them engaged in my lessons. But more than that, I practically live with these knuckleheads, so I might as well get to know them. I'm sure my fellow teachers can relate, but I spend most of my waking hours either at work or thinking about work. My students occupy more of my thoughts than almost anything else. Yes, on most days they make me want to tear my hair out, and yes, they're usually rude and annoying and have no concept of boundaries, but I really do love these kids. I only want to see their success. I mean... Duh, if I didn't, I'd be one miserable teacher. With these kids specifically, you have to exude patience and love in every interaction. They need to know 
without a shadow of a doubt that you have their back, that when you discipline them, it's because you're trying to help them or else you've lost them. Even though I haven't worked at a traditional school yet, I'm sure the same is true for all students. Don't we all just want someone to listen to us and validate our feelings? So even if you're not a teacher, have patience and love in all things. Being patient and expressing compassion and empathy has helped me so much, not just as a teacher, but also in my personal relationships. Everyone wants to know that you care about what they have to say and that their perspective matters. This week, I'm going to leave you with a quote from the band Revel and Romance. A little love goes a long way. Thank you.